Hello, and welcome back to Pause the Process. It's been a while, but let's start with the fact that we're both alive. Of course, I know the voice you most want to hear. Ah, uh, yeah, we are back and better than ever. Woo! Like that new iPhone Max, we are new and improved, and you can't avoid people talking about us, all seven people listening right now. <laughs> I don't know, I think we lost some listeners over that month hiatus. Oh, we probably We, we were at like 11, right? But now we're down to seven. Yeah. I think that's about the number of people talking about the iPhone, the new iPhone anyway. So we're good. We're basically as popular. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that much about it either. There was an age where I would get excited about those types of things, like the new iPhone, the new iPod, the new this or that. But like now I don't. It's like mine works fine. <laughs> the lens is shattered and it's slow as heck, but it still works fine. I don't care. Grumpy what old man. Comes this out. one works just fine. <laughs> this one works just fine. Yeah. Plus like there's a whole, there's like stress when you have a new device that you have to like take really good care of it this one's all old and busted up like i don't care i just throw it wherever i want i touch it with like oily dirty hands like i don't care but anyway whatever your opinion of the iphone is we are back i have literally not talked to ryan since our last episode over a month ago that that's no not verbal true. communication that is no not... verbal communication okay we've texted whatsoever. a lot <laughs> I, I ascribe to the old version, uh, old definition of the word talking. Okay, face fine. to face. That's fair. That's fair. Well, virtual face to face. That makes me feel sad, but at least it'll make for a good conversation here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so because a lot's happened in the month. Because cool. in, in that month, yeah, my little bud here, he messed around and got himself employed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but we'll probably talk about that yeah. a little later. But just want to let everyone know, yes, he is not uh, an unemployed bum living on his parents' couch. He well, is I'm still living in my parents' house uh, until this Saturday. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, yeah, we know it's been a little bit longer than the month we said that the break was going to last. But as we'll get into, there have been some pretty good reasons for that. And we're going to, on this episode, talk more about what the show is going to look like. And we're going to talk about that at the end. But for now, let's just get into what's been going on in our lives. So, Shivam, what's been happening for you? Yeah, in two words, law school, because that's pretty much all that happens when you're in law school. Yeah, man, it's a it's a grind. Any any graduate school is going to be a grind. It's really different than undergrad. And I've never felt more like a Nick Young meme in my life than I have as a law school student. Is that the confused one? I feel like, well, I'm thinking of two. Yeah, the confused one. When, I, when I'm reading my, my case books, I just, I read something. I look, I look up from a book, cock my head to the side, and just question marks appear around my face. Like, what did I just read? Oh, and then uh, when, I, when I think I know an answer to a question in class, and it's just totally that that was not the answer. Uh, it's like the one where, you know, he's celebrating a three-pointer that clearly did not go oh, in. Yeah. That's, it's, that's that type of false sense of like, oh, I got this. Nailed yeah. it. Except you didn't. Get used to being confused and wrestling with the ambiguous if you're going to law school or thinking about going to law school. That's how I know you're doing it right. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what I've been told. You don't learn the law in law school. You learn how to be a lawyer, how to think like a lawyer. Because the law is always changing. It's no use. I mean, hopefully you learn some of the laws. Yeah, you learn some. You learn to apply the laws. That's the, the big thing that I'm learning. I mean, I'm not learning what gotcha. like U.S. statute blah, 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 section blank is like. That's for the bar, kind of, I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's when you're studying for the bar. Kind I of, see. more or less. That makes more sense. Um, or at least that's my impression of it. Right now, what I'm learning is like, okay, here's this law. Here's how it was applied in a case from like 1982. And see that it's not just what's, you know, black and white and on the page. 
but see it like in real life in context. So that's why they're called case books instead of textbooks because we're learning cases and just basically like stories that happened in the past and how the law was in, applied in them. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Sounds super interesting. Anyway, that's law school in a nutshell, at least the first five weeks of it so far. What's been going on with you, man? You've been kind of all over the East Coast, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a crazy month or so. So the last time we talked, I was just getting back from camp and... I was getting back from camp without a plan, without a future, essentially. Like, obviously, I had a future, but you know what I mean? I had nothing specific. <laughs> Your future was not bright at that time. Yeah, it was non-existent. <laughs> uh, I think on the last episode I talked about this, I was basically going to start a job hunt and start figuring out what I wanted to do. It was it was a tough month. Like, I really, I love my family. I did not enjoy living with them, um, even for a month. It just, when it's a month, but like, it's not a month because you don't know when it's going to end, right? You don't know when you're going to find that job that lets you move out. You don't even know where you're going to end up or if it'll take longer than that. I could have been here until Christmas. I could have been here longer than that. It's pretty mentally, I don't know, difficult. Like it messes with your self-esteem. It, you know, makes you think like, okay, what is the point of all of this? Where am I going? What am I going to do? All, you know, all that stuff. And especially having been away from my college friends for like a long time for the first time without knowing that I'm going to be going back to see them. That was really difficult. So about three weeks into this whole process where I had been essentially job searching for, you know, a few hours to like many hours every day, basically living at home and going to Starbucks for like a few hours a day. And those were basically the only two places that I was for about three or four weeks. Why'd you go to the Starbucks? Because it was a nice place to work. And I want to differentiate like the place that I'm working from the place that I'm like, be, you know, uh, being at yeah. home or relaxing. Yeah, you do that. I remember but, you doing that. Yeah, that's what I did at college. It's really useful, I think. So yeah, anyway, Starbucks, by the way, shout out to Starbucks because they got me employed. They really <laughs> upped my productivity in that month. Uh, and actually, one of my friends works at Starbucks, and he really loves it, too. So, good company. Anyway, about three or four weeks in, I was kind of miserable. There were some, you know, things looking up. I had, like, some later stage interviews the next week or, like, you know, in the f following few weeks. But I decided I needed <laughs> to get out of town. I need to hit the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I needed a change of pace. I needed some fresh air. So, I planned a trip to D.C., and I was going to stop in New York to see my uncles and cousins for a few days and then head down to D.C. and stay there kind of for the, for the rest of the week. Oh, so it was back to back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't realize that. I heard about the New York trip. I didn't, I didn't realize you were in D.C. at the time as well. Well, that was the plan. Unfortunately, when I got to New York, the day I got to New York actually from taking you know a bus, which is actually pretty cheap, I found out that one of the interviews with another company that I was interviewing with was scheduled for the next Monday. And this was Thursday, I believe, that I got to New York. So I didn't have time to go to D.C. I had been planning on it. I hadn't bought the bus ticket yet, or I had bought one there, but I hadn't bought one back. So I ended up just buying a bus ticket back from New York and kind of cutting that short. So it only ended up being a few days in New York. Um, I hung out with my uncles and cousins there. I have one friend from college who is there who I hung out with, which was like the first time in a long time that I had actually spent time with someone like a friend from college and that was really really good um, I needed that a lot and then essentially when I came back things turned around really quick uh, so that Monday I had an interview with one company I basically went in and did it and I thought that went really well and then the Tuesday that I was back I got a job offer from 
another company that I interviewed with the past week, right before I had left for New York. Um, and that company, da 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 da, drum roll, uh, was Wayfair, which uh, which was the offer I ended up accepting. So I was really excited about this. I had interviewed there the past week, and I thought it went really well. I was really excited about going in and seeing the office. They have a really beautiful office. They're a furniture company, if, if anyone knows them. I, I hope so. They, are, they, they should yeah, furnish they their office well. Um, <laughs> and it's a really big company, but it feels like it has that kind of experimental, data-driven startup vibe that I really wanted. Um, but at the same time, it's very big. It's fast growing. There's a lot of room for me to kind of learn and grow and expand my skills. And I'm super excited about it. I'm starting in about a week, a little less than a week now. And yeah, I'm pumped. So yeah, that's what's happened for me. There's There were other crazy things that were happening. Like after I got the offer, I ended up getting another offer from a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. Like <laughs> nothing for a month and then just like very quickly kind of having to decide between these two things. And I ended up going with Wayfair. It was basically a better offer in a lot of ways. And so I felt really good about it, but it was kind of a stressful week at the end there. And then it was stressful finding an apartment, but I eventually did. I'm really excited about the new roommates I'll be living with. I'm going to be living in Cambridge, uh, right near Boston, and my commute's not going to be too bad, and I love Cambridge. I'm really excited about it. So things have turned around. Uh, I didn't really podcast during the darker times, but I'm coming back as soon as they got better, I guess. I didn't know you had these roommates. You are So in, what, the two weeks or so, you found out you're going to go to Wayfair, you, you found an apartment and roommates? Yeah, How did you find your roommates? So did it's, you do the Craigslist approach? It's been like a week or like a week and a half. I was I searched through Craigslist a lot. So the Friday of that week, I accepted the offer from Wayfair. Then Saturday, I went and visited three apartments in Cambridge. I quickly decided that I wanted to live in Cambridge just because it's a really cool city. And then Sunday, I visited six apartments. And I found a lot of good options, but most of the places were like nice and the roommates seemed like relatively nice, but it was kind of Um, real estate agents showing me around and it didn't seem like people had much interest in actually meeting the people they would be living with the vibe seemed very do your own thing we don't really need to be social we just need to you know a place to sleep essentially and then while i was on the trip from new york to dc i ended up getting in contact with a few people who had seen my post on craigslist and i had like I think I had seen theirs and sent them a link to mine or something like that. But they seemed really interested in getting to know me and they wanted a roommate who they could, you know, at least like and spend some time with in the house, kind of make it a little bit more of a home as opposed to just a place to sleep. And I met them, I Skyped with them. I'm really excited for it. And I actually have not met them in person yet, but I believe I will do that either tomorrow or this weekend. And I'm I'm super psyched about it. I'm really happy with where I ended up. I wonder if catfishing through Craigslist is a thing, you know, like catfishing a roommate or Definitely. Like Craigslist is super sketchy, my man. Yeah. yeah. I've never gone to like Craigslist.com or maybe once. I remember it being not very good website. I don't know why people still use all like do that for all manner of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like it's there's a lot of uses for it and you can really use it well. Like I literally found an apartment through that. That's a huge thing. Um, and I'm probably going to look for some furniture through it, too. But at the same time, there's a huge risk. You got to be careful. You got to know kind of what the warning signs are for contacting someone online. And like, do they show you pictures of the place? Do they like, how do they correspond with you? Does it feel like a message that could be copy and pasted a lot? That kind of thing. Did you did you really just say you're going to find furniture through Craigslist and you work for a furniture company? Look, dude, I'm just <laughs> out of college. Okay. No, really, really. The main thing is that 
I need to find it for this weekend, some stuff. Um, we're not obviously not going to furnish the entire place by the weekend, like this weekend that yeah. we're moving in. But it's a really quick turnaround, and so I'm going to have to find some things very quickly. And so I don't necessarily want to just go on uh, a great, awesome furniture oh, site yeah. like Wayfair, very which user is very friendly. convenient, very oh, user-friendly, wow. uh, mm-hmm. mm. just the best but maybe would be a little too slow. I'd rather be able to go pick up something in Boston. However, I will have an employee discount and I will definitely be using it to there go, go buy a bunch of stuff um, for the apartment yeah. once I get settled in, for sure. Yeah, just get yourself a mattress now to sleep on and get all the stuff later when you can uh, get a, a nice little discount. Although I won't get a mattress through Craigslist because bed bugs, man, that's scary. Oh, good, yeah, that's a good call. Just sleep in a sleeping bag for now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Your life has just gone from zero to 100 Real quick. Yeah, this <laughs> has quick. been a crazy month. Like, it's been a really big period of transition for me. I, I hope people understand how it was difficult for us to do the podcast in this month, just because it was it really a huge month in terms of my life and, like, the direction it's going forward, so. Yeah, I didn't hear from you about this show for, like, two weeks or so, and I thought, you know, I was just, I thought I was just doing my own thing and you just didn't bring it up, but you were apparently getting your life together for two weeks, so... <laughs> I, I was, I'm just imagining my whole process of applying to law schools, picking that law school, getting an apartment and furnishing a, that apartment, which took months. I'm imagining that squished into two weeks and how hectic that would be. So I am definitely not jealous of how you had to do it because it, it sounds like a time period where you were very, very, very busy getting all these things in place. But I'm glad that the light is at the end of the tunnel and uh, you are soon about to move in. Speaking of the light at the end of the tunnel, the NBA is almost back. Yeah, oh my god. You know, I spent too much time trying to do work in the library while watching Media Day yesterday <laughs> uh, on like uh, grizzlies.com, the live stream. I mean, I was kind of productive, but it was it just changed my mood, man. Just the NBA is back and and by the way, we're going to make this a part of a, a part of our show, like a segment of the show. I think we should call it the 6th Ringer NBA show every week. <laughs> That's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah, we should call it that. At Ringer, if you want to pick us up, just let us know. Yeah, if you understand that reference, you know way too much about the NBA to take what we were about to say seriously. Yep. You would know from our previous episodes, we are both big NBA fans. And Media Day was yesterday, which is basically the day where all the teams all the, have all their players report back and they do all the portraits and videos and stuff to use in the upcoming season. And training camp started today. It just gave me so much happiness to have it back. Like, you know, the NBA is a big part of my life and it's becoming a big part of yours. It's like a part of that my life is coming back to me now. It was like it was gone for, well, since we were tanking, it was gone for five months for me. But it is back and I am very, very, very happy. Did you get to uh, take in some of the media day stuff yesterday? Yeah, I did. Um, I've been thirsting for Celtics content all summer. And the only thing I've been hearing (laughs) is like, what if Kyrie's going to New York? What if, you know, Kyrie's leaving? All that stuff. And then Kyrie comes back and on media day, he's just like, yeah, this is great here. Why would, why would I want to leave? Why would I want to leave this? This is awesome. But what would you expect him to say though? Like if he was angling for free agency, right? He might say, I really respect the Celtics organization. I think we have a chance to do something great this year. He specifically used the words next few years. Like we, like we are perfectly set up to be a title contender for the next few years. He said something like that. Why would he say that, right? He could just say, look, I'm focused on this year. I want to do the best I can for the Celtics, and I, I, I think we can win a title this year, so I'm going to focus on that. He could have said that. He didn't. 
he emphasized the fact that they're really well set up for the future and that this is where he wants to be. So look, I get that, but I think, you know, that's what he was supposed to say. We'll see what happens in free agency. We'll just see. But for your, but for your sake, I hope he stays because you know, this is a very nice era, the beginning of a very nice era in Celtics basketball. I am so excited for it. Well, we talked about how Kyrie was pretty diplomatic. Jimmy Butler is not very diplomatic in his intentions. Yeah, there's always one star that's just, you know, not happy and kind of wants a trade. Yeah. I think I heard the term for it is um, pre-agency. Yeah, that's the term. Where you're still under contract, but you basically use your leverage to get traded somewhere else. Well, first of all, this whole Jimmy Butler, Minnesota Timberwolves thing, it's like every celebrity romantic relationship ever. Short, petty, and playing out too much on social media. Like, it's ridiculous, kind of, like, what is going on. He was there for a year, and now he's like, he wants a trade, he demanded a trade, which it's really interesting to see how that's happened in the NBA, that a select few players at the top of the league, the top 15, top 20, they can just say, hey, I'm not playing, you gotta trade me. And they have all the power, which I mean, is that's great. That's literally what Kawhi did. Which, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Kawhi, Paul George. Uh, well, he didn't say demand, he didn't demand trade at that time. He's like, I'm not, you know, gonna sign here again. Or he hinted that. So do what you think is wise. Hint, hint. But this is like pretty extreme, as what Kawhi did was too. So you know, it's great. Players have power, but it's just I don't know. It's just it's just really interesting. I I think it's great. I like the players having power. I think different from a league like the NFL where the owners have all the control and it's yeah. really messed mm-hmm. up how they're just totally controlling it. I think in the NBA, the best players having this agency to really use, look, it's a business and that goes both ways, right? The players get to make these decisions. And I find it really interesting that the fans get mad at them for doing that. But when an owner or a GM or whatever makes a decision to trade someone, like, look, right? I said this, I think, on a previous episode when Danny traded Isaiah Thomas. That was cold. That was the coldest move I had ever seen. I liked the trade at the time. Cautiously, I didn't think it would work out as well as it has. But I liked the trade. I was pro-trade. And at the same time, I was like, look, this sucks for Isaiah. This is awful for him. And because you have that end of things, I really think you should let the players make their own decisions on where they want to be. And I think that's totally No, fair. yeah, I agree. It's good that players have power, but it's just interesting to note when it's like used in such a draconian way like this. So, yeah, you know, hey, he, look, players, their their business is their bodies. And that business is open for, what, 10, 12 years if they're lucky at an NBA level. Like, of course, he wants to maximize every single year. And if he's not feeling maximized in Minnesota, then yeah, you can move on. He just decided to move on a, a year earlier <laughs> but it's interesting to see where he'll end up i think he wants brooklyn the knicks or the clippers or something like that and some other teams are throwing their hats in the in the ring i think miami might be as well but you know we'll see we'll see where he goes and if he gets swayed to sign there because you know that happened with paul george and it's maybe might be happening with Kawhi. we'll see but yeah that's still to be determined Really though, I don't I don't even notice or care about these things. Wherever he goes, the Celtics are still the number two team in the league, and we have a chance to be Golden State. So I think happy. I notice it more because I'm a small market fan, and I can see this yeah. happening in a small market team like mine. Yeah, that makes a lot so of sense. So that's why I'm a little more like, hey, great players have powers, but you know, 
if everyone had the power, then we wouldn't have players who want to play here. Yeah, everyone wants to play in these huge markets like LA and Boston exactly. and stuff, and then you guys get screwed. Exactly. So speaking of that, how is the Grizzly season looking? I haven't been keeping too much track. You certainly know more than I do. This is a very interesting season in terms of there's an influx of new talent and young talent, which we haven't had in a while. Obviously, I'm talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, Javon Carter as well. But, oh, God, Triple J. I am very, very, very excited to see him. And, you know, it's one of those, like, cautiously optimistic seasons. Like, you know what? If we can stay healthy and if some things go our way, like, hey, we could challenge for a playoff seed. If not, we were, you know, we're going into transition anyway. So I'm wishing for a season where we are healthy where we cannot blame our deficiencies on the fact that lots of players miss lots of time. I just want a healthy season, and I just want like a fair season in that. And, you know, however many wins or losses we have, we'll see. But I don't want to feel robbed just because Mike Conley misses 60 games or Chandler Parsons only available for like a quarter of the season or something else like that happens. Like, I want a fair season. That's that's my outlook. Obviously, Boston is in a different stratosphere, what they're aiming for. Their finals are bust, is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, finals are bust, and honestly, we think we have a shot against Golden State. Like, they're a juggernaut, but look at our team, we have a shot. Unfortunately, I think our rooting interests might be even, like, really badly aligned this year. We have your pick next year. I gotta root against them, man. I'm sorry. My my primary loyalty to the Celtics forces me to. I love the Grizzlies. I want them to be successful. I think my ideal scenario is Jaron Jackson Jr. is amazing. Shows so much promise. But Conley and Gasol just end up not being good enough to really, you know, get them together. Whatever you guys drop a little bit in the standings. It's the West. I mean, you know, within reason. Look, I think you guys have a chance to make the playoffs. But my ideal is that your future looks bright, but your draft pick next year is good for us. On the flip side, I want to get to the finals and screw you out of your lottery pick and give you like pick 27 or 28. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, that that would be just like a cool story. And also, we'd still be fine. Um, honestly, you guys don't even need this pick. You guys are set up so well. But we might have four first round picks next year. You four. know, I'm, I know this is very early. Including one that's as high as number but two. But I'm, I'm hearing it's not that strong a draft. That's what I'm hearing. Obviously, those yeah, opinions change as college, you know, the NCAA season goes. But I'm hearing this this year's draft was stronger than last year's draft or than next year's draft. I class. feel like we hear that kind of every yeah. year, like right as the draft ends. It's like, oh, this year was strong. And then going into next year, it never feels strong until you like get to the actual yeah, draft. Yeah, you know that's I mean? fair. And then like always on review, you can always it's usually the case that like, oh, that draft class was weaker than we thought. Like the Tatum Fultz um, Mitchell. That was draft a strong class, class yeah. right? That was considered weak, I think, going into that draft. It turned out to be one of the strongest in a long time. It was very, very, very um, strong. And like that that was weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't we'll know. See. It, it, it really depends. These things are tough to measure. We'll see. Sure. We'll see. But anyway, what we can measure is uh, this time next week, I will be watching. Well, I won't be watching because it won't be televised. But I will be keeping up with the Grizzlies' first preseason game. Dude, the Celtics have our first on Friday. Oh, really? Wow, that's early. I have like three days until I get to watch Celtics play basketball with Listen to this lineup. Like, I just need to gush over this lineup. Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. We're going to see that the, that five together. Did you see uh, Jason Tatum's latest tattoos on his, like, calves? No. I, I Maybe someone tweeted it's, about it them. Was on, it was on Twitter. One says, uh, St. Louis till the end. 
because he's from St. Louis. Well, I, I respect that. Yeah, we, we lived four years yeah. there. I like St. Louis. Isn't it crazy to imagine that like our freshman or sophomore year, the player you would be rooting for very like very hard right now was probably just down the street at some St. Louis high school. Wait, that's actually nuts. Yeah, yeah he was closer that's to you such a then, cool thing to than think now about. he is. Yeah. Well, I guess you're in Boston wow. still, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. But that's crazy. A, a person who grew up eating Emo's pizza is now in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, Emo's is not that good. I kind of liked it. I know it. I'm like kinda really a bad St. Louisian to say that. I kind of liked it. Um, then again, I only okay, had wait. this much of it. I need, to, I need to ask you this question. Do you think the Celtics bench could make the playoffs in the East? Take away that starting five. Do we make the playoffs in the East? Remind me of some of the bench names. It's like... Um, okay. Terry Rozier. Okay. You know, the guy who yeah, led yeah, no, the team going to the Terry, Eastern Conference Terry. Finals last season. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Aaron Baines. Oh, the Australian dude? Yeah. yeah. Marcus Morris. And well, we have Semi Ojale, which is um, oh, uh, your fr- your American Ninja Warrior friend, yeah, his friend, yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. his, his, his SMU buddy. And then there's one other person I'm forgetting, Tice Daniel Tice, who was had a great rookie season last year. He's a totally like respectable, you know, backup big man. Do you think that bench makes the playoffs in the East? If they do, it would be like an eight because like the top five oh, is yeah. set. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be a seven or an eight, but I think they would make it. No, actually, I mean, look. Uh, after the top five, I think the Wizards can do it. I don't, I don't know what's happening in Miami. I don't know what's happening in Charlotte. Sorry, sorry. Let, let me make one thing very clear. They would be coached by Brad Stevens. Yeah, but I mean, look, the Wizards have John Wall, Bradley Beal, Dwight Howard. Okay, that's that's enough. Yeah. The um, okay, we'd I mean, be better than the yeah, Nets. Sure. Probably be better than well, I don't know about. Look, man, are we are we better than the Heat? I think we're better than the Heat. I don't know, like. Dragic wins. Well, okay, we'll see if this trade happens with Jimmy Butler. But right now, I mean, Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow, they have some youngish players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I've got green goggles, but I would take <laughs> the Celtics bench goggles. to make the playoffs in the East. <laughs> Look, I, my expectations are so high for this season, and like, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm sure. But wow, am I excited? So that's a good place to be, and I'm not going to no, feel bad a, about I'm it. I'm not going. I'm not going to harp on it, man. Like you know, that's that was. Me <laughs> I think your answer is reasonable. Like you, you're giving a reasonable answer. Yeah. But I wanted to ask the question. Yeah. Well. Anyway, we should probably stop boring people who don't follow the NBA. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. So another thing we're going to try and do is recommend something that we've been enjoying usually some type of media but you know we can keep it open recommend i don't know a restaurant or something we'll, we'll see uh this week uh well actually let's see what, what do you have to recommend this week ryan yeah i can start the fifth season of bojack horseman came out last week or the week before something like that and i watched it um and i really love this tv show i think it's just really great uh one of the funniest shows i've ever watched and one of the most depressing shows i've ever watched i'm pretty sure i talked about it a decent amount in our tv episode but the reason i want to mention this show specifically in this season uh right now is that with all of the cultural stuff that's been happening around sexual assault allegations and judge kavanaugh who was nominated for the supreme court and there have been allegations coming out against him bill cosby just got sentenced to um three to ten years in prison for his rape allegations all that stuff this show is i think a show that really deals with the dark realities of how the media cycle works and how people in power are protected from these allegations in a really interesting way. There's a lot, there's a lot else about the show that's really good. Um, and you know, uh, it's a tough show to watch, but I, I would recommend it. You, you'd have to start at season one. You can't just watch season five, but 
it really deals with this theme throughout all of the seasons. And I think watching it from, you know, the beginning to where it's at now is a really good way of, you know, it, it makes you think about power and about gender and how that kind of plays in our society. And I think it's much more important than people usually think. So Bojack season five. Also, it's just like a really funny show too. Really funny and also will like definitely fuck you up mentally and emotionally. You know, it's great that it talks about these themes and stuff, but like that's like the opposite of what I want in a TV show. Something that makes you depressed. Yeah. Dude, it's it's a cartoon with a talking horse and like it's, talking cat. Uh, I, I don't know. And I don't, talks about, I don't like, really like those assault. like cartoony ones that are made for like mature people like the South Park, I get Bojack. Yeah. I mean, it's fine that you like it too, but that's just not what I would want in like some entertainment maybe i just use entertainment just to like get my yeah, mind off things own. no that makes a lot of sense like i totally respect that so what were you going to recommend so one thing that i've that i really enjoy and have been listening to a lot of recently is comedy albums and just kind of like stand-up sets been watching videos watching uh you know 30 minute uh, hour-long special stuff like that and it makes sense because i listen to a lot of things i listen to podcasts i listen to music why not listen to comedy albums too on uh, spotify or whatever and this week i want to recommend stand-up comedian that's the name of the album uh by dimitri martin he is becoming one of my favorite comedians his approach is very unique if you if you just give it a listen it's unlike anything you've probably listened to usually when you think of stand-up comedians you think about people who have like who talk about this one theme and apply it to their own life and like you know kind of satirize it or point out just the funny aspects of it but dimitri he is just uh, he jumps from topic to topic to topic very they're quick one-liners it's it's really funny and i really like his style so if you're into comedy or if you just want to laugh check it out on spotify it's free he also has a Netflix special. I do not right now have Netflix. I have access to a password and a username, but I'm trying to resist using it. <laughs> but he has, a, he has a new special on Netflix too, which I do want to watch. I might have to utilize it just to watch the special. But he also illustrates. He's, he makes very funny cartoons. He made a movie called Dean, which I watched just because he made it. I just loved his stuff so much. I, I, I watched it. Dimitri Martin, stand-up comedian. Uh, that album and pretty much anything else he does is really funny. So definitely check that out. I like. I really like comedy and stand-up specials, but I have not seen his, so I, I will check it out. Oh for sure. yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's very very interesting. Very 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 funny guy. Also, just want to make it totally clear that in case you guys didn't realize, we are not sponsored by any of the things that we bring up. Uh, we would love to <laughs> be sponsored, sponsored? <laughs> but that's definitely not definitely not a thing that's even close to happening. So just just being 100 percent on that. Can you imagine Netflix? <laughs> oh, I guess because both of our things we mentioned Netflix on because BoJack Horseman is on Netflix, yeah. right? Uh, yep. Can you imagine Netflix sponsoring us? Dude, that'd be at Netflix, weird. Please. That'd be weird. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by Netflix, the streaming service that is taking over your life. That would be really weird. But hey, we're open to it. <laughs> we're open to it. We are open. Doors wide open. Come advertise to our 10 listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we gained three. Huh? We gained three during this episode, huh? We started with yeah, seven. We got right? to 10. We're back. We're, we're gaining we're some. Double it's, digits. It's growing. Double it's a di- good rate of change. Double digits. Okay. And then finally, let's uh, let's close it out with uh, some reflections. What's something that we're thinking about uh, we want to do this upcoming week, something we want to get better at or some new habit or something like that. Uh, I can go first. I have a bad habit of taking naps and naps are good, but I take them, I take too many of them and it, it can start out pretty innocently, like on a, on a Friday night, 
I would just be like, you know what? Let me do. Let me. I'll do some work later tonight. But it's about five right now. Let me just lie down for an hour, and then I'll get started. But this has happened to me twice, at least twice. I have fallen asleep on Friday on like a like five or six, and I have just slept all the way until like seven the next morning. I mean, I'd wake up once or twice in between. I'll check the time. I'll be like, oh, it's ten p.m. I might as well just keep sleeping. Oh, it's two a.m. Might as well keep sleeping. Naps are great, but they can be dangerous for me. So I'm going to ease off them and make myself stay awake a little longer so I don't completely screw myself in terms of sleeping longer than I needed to. So that's my goal. Are you a nap taker? It's a productive goal. No, I'm really bad at taking naps. I just can't do it. I need to be really tired. So I guess maybe a suggestion would be if you can try to just you know, get more sleep during the night. I don't know if that's possible for you. Well, thank but you. Like, it might, you might not be slipping into as many naps. Didn't think of that one. <laughs> Sorry, this is really dumb advice. Um, well, you'll be glad to know that I have some even dumber reflections, which is basically I don't really have anything to reflect on right now. Nothing came up. I just, I think I've been, it's been such a crazy ride right now that I kind of just want to, start experiencing things and uh, stop thinking about like what they're going to be like or what the right decision is going to be. I'm starting work next week. I'm moving in this weekend. I just want to take a bit of time to process all of this. And so I don't really have any conclusions to draw from it right now. It's been a lot. I've talked, you know, about it with some friends, but I haven't really been able to like fully kind of look back on my experience and think about what it was like and what it means. So yeah, um, one thing I will say is that I'm really thankful for for all the support I got. I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, you know, my friends on Facebook, and I made a Facebook post about that. But really, thank you to everyone who was just there for me in any way, because this was a tough time, and there were a lot of people who were really, really good to me. So I appreciate that. So usually that would be kind of where we wrap up the show, but we did want to talk about what the differences are going forward and what we've kind of decided on or decided to try and to work through. As you've been able to see, the show is going to be a little bit different. One important way that it'll be different, at least for a little bit, is that we're probably not going to be as consistent with the weekly episodes. In the chaos of the job hunt, moving and actually starting work, I have not been able to take the time to learn how to edit, and L1 is just too difficult to expect you, Shivam, to take on those duties. One uh, I think we both are basically like on the same page on that what'd you say i said it's called one l but nice try one l oh no i'm so sorry l1 sounds like something in an elevator like the first level basically what i'm saying is we're gonna need to take a bit more time to get back to releasing consistently but we definitely wanted to get this episode out so people would be aware of that and they would know that we haven't disappeared so hopefully that'll be a temporary change but we wanted to make sure people understood it And then the second big change, and this is hopefully a longer lasting one, is that the show is going to be moving away from the more themed episodes and into a more conversational topic structure like it was this week. Most weeks, the plan is for Shiv and I to really just catch up as friends and give our thoughts on whatever themes of young adulthood we've encountered since the last episode. We do want this to be more than two friends just talking because that's a very common podcast genre and you know, we think we want to try to contribute a little bit more to the space than just two bros talking about stuff. Um, so we have a bit of a structure in mind for how we want to approach these conversations. 
but the average episode will no longer be focused on a specific topic. Of course, we still do want to be able to do these themed episodes, so usually that'll be when we have a guest on, and they'll come on to talk about a specific topic, and we'll do kind of more of the past format and really just bring that back, but that won't be week to week. Since those take a little bit more work to write and produce, we're only gonna be releasing those when it feels right for us to do that. I suspect that as I get settled in Cambridge and start meeting new and interesting people, I mean, fingers crossed, like that's what I'm hoping, those will you know, come along more easily and I'll have a few ideas. And normally this is the part of the episode where I tell you to subscribe and share and review and all that good stuff. I'm not going to do that right now because you don't know what you're reviewing. You don't know what you're sharing with people. We still don't know. We're working through it. So all I'm going to ask you is to stick with us through this if you're enjoying it. If not, let us know how. Maybe reach out, message us. You probably know us personally if you're listening to this. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. We don't know when, but we'll be back soon. And hopefully we get better at this as we go along.